Recorded live. God is so good all the time. God is so good all the time. God is so
again in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ and our soon coming King. Thank God for the privilege and the honor to be able to once again worship him in spirit and in truth. God has been extraordinarily good to us. We just want to give him the glory, the honor, and the praise. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know we are working on our most recent topic, simply entitled, Those Who Have Special Revelation Make Preparation. Those who have special revelation, part of the main reason that God gives us his little children, revelation is so that we can make adequate preparation. Look at capital A in our outline, godly preparation does not distract us. Always keep in mind, God is not trying to distract you from what he told you to do. Anytime God has told you something and something or someone is trying to distract you, that is the adversary at work. Luke ten forty, Genesis 3, 13. It brought us down to capital B in our outline. Godly preparation resists distractors. Godly preparation resists distractors. We looked at Matthew 25. And nine, wise and the foolish virgins. And we're going to take a look today at uh, James chapter four, verse seven, from a very familiar portion of scripture. James chapter four, verse seven, from the New International Version, simply reads, submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Again, James chapter four, verse seven, submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Capital B, now outline godly preparation. Resist distractors, distractors. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, thank you again, Father, for provisions, protection, your grace, your mercy. Thank you for the activity of our limbs. We thank you for the activity of our minds. We bless your name today. We pause reverently, Father, to once again thank you to exalt your most holy name. This Sabbath day, Father, we find you worthy of all glory, honor, and praise. Appreciate, Father, how you have been kind to us. You have been generous to us. You have been merciful. You have opened doors for us that no one can close, and you close some doors for us that no one can open. We thank you. We take, Father, we trust that as we study your word this afternoon, that you will grant us revelation, insight, and knowledge. Take us deeper into your good, pleasing, and perfect will, that we may do those things that are pleasing in your sight. Trust, Father, that as we are touching and agreeing, 
asking in the spirit and the name of your only begotten son, Jesus Christ, that you will do it for us in his most holy name. This is our prayer. We count these and all other blessings done in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Godly preparation. Resist distractors. We've got the book of James, chapter 4, very powerful scripture. In my Bible, it's entitled, Submitting Yourself to God. One of the things we want to understand immediately before we go any further or before we do anything else, that operating in the supernatural or spiritual realm without first submitting yourself to God, you are at the mercy of every force of darkness there is. Without submitting yourself to God, you are at the mercy of every spiritual force of darkness that is out there. Now, when we submit ourselves to God, when we talk about submitting to God, we're talking about yielding our desires, yielding our will, yielding our thoughts, yielding our emotions. We're talking about God coming first and us coming at some point after that. But God coming what? First, submitting yourself to God. Now, the scripture says, and we're just going back a little bit to verse 6 here. We just got a few scriptures to look at. God opposes the proud. Well, who are the proud? Anybody that does not want to submit to God. You don't want to submit a certain amount of your finances to God. You don't want to submit your body to the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. You don't want to submit your whatever it is that you and I refuse to submit to God in that particular area, we are operating in pride. Now, Bible lets us know that pride goes before what? A fall. So what is God letting us to know? That when we don't submit to him, we are heading for a fall. When we don't submit to God, we are operating in pride. We are operating in a haughty spirit, high-minded. And a haughty spirit goes before destruction. So God opposes the proud. Now, you say, Apostle, what are you driving at? Some of you all on the sound of my voice, you're wondering why things won't open up for you, why things won't turn around, why, you know, you're not experiencing too much pride. And so what happens when we operate in too much pride, then God begins to work against us. We be trying to get that job, God be saying, uh-uh. We be trying to marry that woman or that man, God be saying, no. We be trying to get that breakthrough, that healing, that deliverance. God be saying, mm, 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 no, no, no. God opposes, because God be sitting back saying, look, the same way you opposing me, because I'm trying to tell you something, you don't want to listen. So now when you're trying to get something from me, God says, I don't want to listen. God opposes the pride. Well, he's not unprovoked. When God opposes those who are, pri are proud, God is not unprovoked. It's not like God is just being mean. God has opposed you. Because you have held on to that pride. 
which is a lack of submission to him. God wants to bless you, but God said, look, you got to submit to me. God opposes the proud, but he gives, he gives, he gives. So the question you got to ask yourself, do you want God opposing you? Or do you want God giving you? God opposes the proud, but God gives grace to the humble. Question is, which one you want from God? What do you want? You want God beating you? You want God, or you want God blessing you? You want God lifting you up or you want God pushing you down? You want God helping you to obtain it or keeping you from obtaining it? Submit yourself then to God. Submit, submit, submit. Now, once that has been taking place, what you will find God do is he will supernaturally give you resistance power. Supernaturally give you resistance power to the devil. You say, Apostle, what does that mean? That means that until you and I submit ourselves to God, we don't have any resistance power over the adversary. Adversary can just tell you anything stupid, anything crazy. There you go. The first step in resisting the devil is submitting to God. Without that first step, you will never be able to resist the devil. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Now, the Bible does not tell us how long we got to resist the devil. But sometimes it can look like the devil is up in our face, even after we've submitted to God. Well, all God says is resist the devil and he will flee from you. God didn't say uh, when he would flee from you. Remember, 40 days and 40 nights, the devil stayed in Jesus' face. And Jesus was God. So understand, and Jesus always submitted himself unto God. So keep in mind that the devil may be in your face for a time even after you have submitted to God. But what God is letting us to know is that as we continue, as we are steadfast, as we are unmovable in our submission to God, when we make up our mind to get stubborn about doing what God has told you to do. See, stubborn is not a bad word in and of itself. Depend on what you're stubborn in. You can be stubborn in righteousness. You can be stubborn in wickedness. You can be stubborn in, in, in wisdom. You can be stubborn in foolishness. It depends on what you're stubborn in. Because stubborn and steadfast are very closely related words. God wants us steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the works of the Lord. So there's, so God be saying, look, there's certain things I want you, I want you steadfast or stubborn in. Hard-headed? It's not, it's, not, it's not a bad term in and of itself. Depends on what you hard-headed in. God told Ezekiel, he said, I'm going to send you to a, a stiff-necked people. He said, but I'm going to make your head harder than the hardest of flint. Ezekiel was a very hard-headed prophet. Hard-headed in telling folk what God said. Hard-headed in pronouncing God's judgments on the nation. Hard-headed in, in doing the things of God. So, so understand that, that uh, many terms, are not negative in and of themselves. It depends on what they're qualifying. Now, if you are stubborn 
beef, now we got now we got some problems. Because what has been what is what what are you stubborn in? Maybe you are a stubborn studier of God's word. That's all right. Maybe you are stubborn in in prophesying and delivering messages from God. God said that's all right. Maybe you are stubborn in your in your prayers or stubborn in in your your abounding in the word. God said no problem. But when you become stubborn in sin, look, stubborn in any sin is a problem. Being stubborn in any sin can get you sent to hell. God wants you stubbornly resisting the devil. God said, I got no problem with that. God wants us stubbornly preaching and proclaiming his word in these last and evil days. So submit then to God. So we got some we got some keys here. We see God opposes certain things. We see God gives to certain people. We see that we're supposed to submit to God. We see that we're supposed to resist the devil. Some of us have turned that around. Now, you think you're living in a generation where all kinds of things is turned around, and you think that's not turned around too? Something's wrong with you. Because the same way so many other things are turned around in this wicked and adulterous, godless generation, many individuals have turned that around. The Bible says submit to God, resist the devil. Many individuals submitting to the devil, resisting God. Turn it around. And that's what the adversary worked to do. Turn it around. If you ever want to find the truth in what the adversary is saying, turn it around. Turn it around. Because he's a liar and the father of all lies. When he lies, he speaks his native language. Turn it around. The adversary tell you, you're going to die. You need to go on and get ready to die. If God ain't telling me that, I'm rejoicing seriously. Why? Because if the devil is telling me that, he's lying. He's lying. Submit to God. Come near to God. Now, all of these are commands. Submit. Resist. Come. Wash. Purify. Breathe. All of this is commands. Come near to God. And he will come near to you. Some of you are like, I be hearing people just about every day. Oh, Apostle, I feel like God is so far from me. And I be sitting back saying, really? You don't want to have study. You don't want to have stay up under the word of God. You don't want to hardly spend no time in prayer. You don't want to hardly spend no time in fasting. You, you, you always got something else to do when God wants you. And, you, and you, you, you let that come out of your mouth. That's about like, you know, somebody looking at you. And then you start looking at them, and the first thing come out of their mouth, what you looking at me for? Do you realize that you look at, how in the world you know I'm looking at you if you ain't looking at me? Ask yourself that question. What you looking at me for? Somebody, you feel like God is so far away. Ask yourself, who, who is the one on the, that, has, that has moved? Ask, the, ask yourself, who's the one that's on the, on the, uh, the Pee Wee's uh, Great Adventure? Come near to God. God waiting for you. God waiting for you. Come near to God. Come near to God, and he will come near you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, 
you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, wail, change your laughter to mourning, your joy to gloom. Watch this. Humble yourself before the Lord, and he will lift you up. See, this why this why this thing ain't, ain't in man's hands, and I'm so thankful. All we got to do, children of God, is humble ourselves before the Lord, and he will lift us up. Men might still be trying to push you down and keep you down. God said, look, I done told you if you humble yourself before me that I will lift you up. Children of God, there is no lifting like God lifting. Just like there is no blessing like God blessing. When God lifts you, you are truly lifted. Men tried all they could to try to keep Jesus in the grave. They tried to kill him, but I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Men didn't kill Jesus. Apostle, what you talking about? Men didn't kill Jesus. Jesus said, no man takes my life. I lay it down freely. Jesus said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And when he said this, he breathed his life. Jesus told his own spirit to leave his body. He had that kind of power. If Jesus didn't tell his own spirit to leave his body, they, they, they could have still been hammering nails in his hands now. They could have still been beating on him now. Jesus is a life-giving spirit. All right? Let's understand that. Jesus was a life-giving spirit. The first Adam was from the earth. The second Adam was from above, who was a life-giving spirit. Now, you say, Apostle, what does that mean? That Jesus' time in this earth, in a mortal body much like us, is much like what would have happened to Adam had he eaten from the tree of life. Had Adam eaten from the tree of life, then, then the only way death could have got him would have been if he if he went on and ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Because if he ate from the tree of life, he would have sustained and maintained perfect life. But, but it, remember, God still told him, and to do not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for on the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. So Adam could have been still running around today had he eaten from the tree of life. Looking good, looking fresh, talking good, talking fresh. But if he had decided today, and I'm going to go get me a bite from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's the day he would have, his eyes would have come open. And that would have been a, a, a death or a separation from God. Well, the only thing could have got Adam it, once he started eating, or, and the only thing could get Adam, only got Adam, period, was eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That was the only thing that could get it. Well, Jesus, the only thing that could get Jesus' spirit out of his body, out of his earthly body, because, see, I'm hearing God say, Robert, right? First of all, you need to understand, man did not put Jesus' spirit in his body. And man could not make his spirit leave his body. God said, I'm the one that put his spirit, my spirit, into my body. And I'm the one that told, come on, somebody, my spirit to leave my body. Let us understand. Let us understand. They hammered on him. They beat on him. They did all they could do. But had Jesus not spoken those words, he would have still hung there. And none of us would have been able to be saved right today. See, this is why we thank him. Some of y'all don't even understand why we thank him and why we praise him. The Bible said without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Jesus had to die. 
in order for you and I to live. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, again, we thank you today. We bless you. We give you glory, honor, and praise. Father, you have spoken to us, your little children. We appreciate you. May your words go out into the four corners of the earth and rebuke, edify, exhort, strengthen, encourage, whatever else you have deemed necessary in the lives of your people. Again, we thank you, Father. We love you. We appreciate you. Uh, continue to watch over us as we part from this, this house of worship. And may your name be glorified in all the earth. These and all other blessings we ask in Jesus' mighty and glorious name we pray. Amen and amen. Give me five commands out of our select scripture. Five commands. Question two, somebody. Question two, give me uh, three groups that God opposes. Three groups that God opposes. And question number three, before God will start moving towards you, what come first? Before God will start moving towards you, what must come first? Check out our website, www.ourchurch.com, backslash member, backslash t, backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 and 6 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444 and try D17959. On Spreecast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christian Center Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be simply using the donation button on the church website or our TalkShoe homepage. I bless you and have a smile on you in Jesus' name. Amen.